Praise the Lord. Once again, it's my privilege to stand before you to share God's word. And uh, really, I thank God for him. And also thank God for the privilege of giving every one of us to gather together. Just a minute. Uh, close our eyes. We have a word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you and we thank you for this hour. Thank you for the time that you've given to every one of us. Lord, together in your name and for your glory. It is a privilege and it is a blessing. Lord, we live by your word. We thank you for the word. Lord, as we are going to hear your word, hide every one of us behind your cross. Give us the attentive ears to hear you, Lord, to be obedient to your word. Help us to receive your word as you want us to receive it. In all things, help us to be a blessing to one another, glorifying your name. In Jesus' precious name, we offer this prayer. Amen. 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 Today, I have taken a scripture from Galatians chapter 5. From verses 16 to 26. Just to open your Bible. Keep it open. Until the end. And I titled the message. As. Walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. The verse 16 says. 5.16. I say to them. Walk in the spirit. And you shall not. And you shall not fulfill. The lust of the flesh. This is verse 16. So here, as all of us we know, we are Christians. Those of us who are born again, we enjoy the wonderful freedom in Christ. It is God, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has saved us by giving his life unto us. So in John 3, 6, it says, Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. So we are all born again. Those who are born again are called or known as we are spiritual children. So we have a freedom from sin. That we know from John 8, 31 to 34, if you go through it, he says that, I'll read just few things, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And Jesus answered them, most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. So God has saved us. From as we were slave to our sins. And he has set us free from sin. That's why we are born again. And we are called as a spiritual children of God. So in that case, there is a freedom from sin. Secondly, there is a freedom from the law of Moses. And Romans 7, 8, 6 says, 
But now we have been delivered from the law having died to what we were held by. So we are free from the law of Moses. Thirdly, there is a freedom from the traditions. Yes, Galatians 4, 9 says, there is a freedom from the traditions. And it is the desire of Christ that we should be free. Galatians 5, 1 says. So in all things, we are enjoying freedom, freedom from sin, freedom from the law of Moses, and the freedom from the traditions of men, and it is a and more than all, it is the desire of our Lord we should be free. But we must not allow freedom to become license, that is, freedom without any self-discipline. That is, we should not take it granted. Yes, we have a freedom, freedom to do anything or everything as we desire. No, that is not. And if we are not careful, the desires of our flesh can cause self-destruction. That is in the same portion of the Bible from Galatians 5, 13 to 15. And that is the, the, the list is given, the desires of flesh. So these are all as an introduction. Still, I am not going to the message. So to prevent this, the Apostle Paul commands this, verse 16, walk in the Spirit. It is not just a statement, walk in the Spirit is a commandment. If you do so, we will not yield to the desires of the flesh at the same time Galatians 6, 18 says, But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So at the same time, it is not that much easy. The reason is, the issue is, given in the following, the next two verses, Galatians 5, 17. What is that? For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want to. You are not to do whatever you want to. There is always a conflict. Between the flesh and the spirit. So where we are, why we should walk in spirit? If you are not led by the spirit or walk in the spirit, you are under the law. The next verse says, 5.18 says, you are under the law. The law is the knowledge of sin. And our own shortcomings, it reveals what is sin is. And that we cannot be righteous by the law. And there are a couple of verses are there in Romans 3.20 and 27. And just I read it for you. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. If 
it had not been for the law i should not have known sin if there is no law we will not be knowing what is sin is so the law helps us to know what is sin but at the same time the grace of god and the spirit of god assists to far from the flame or to avoid to escape or to flee from the sin 21b says you feel will not inherit the kingdom of god and our salvation is a question or in vain if you are still remain in law or in bondage with the law you won't experience any freedom so in that case it is so necessary for us to walk in the spirit do you want to know how to walk in the spirit and you can do it why the spirit of god is in you right now god is in us the moment we accept jesus christ as the lord and our savior the christ entered the spirit of god is in us we received him first corinthians 3:10 says and do you not or 16 Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? We are the temple of the living God. The spirit of God is in us. So you must not feel like it, but he is there or he is there to speak to you. He is directing you and to freedom and to blessing. That's how you claim victory by walking in the spirit. those who walk in the spirit they can claim victory so we are called to live a victorious life that's what the message and uh, uh, how to become a victorious christian on the last uh, victory service it is almost the same here you are feeling discouraged if you are feeling discouraged or if you are defeated there is a better quality of life available to you when you walk in the spirit but it won't be happen overnight it is a transformation from one degree to the glory to the another and one move of obedience to another so it is a process and to begin enjoying the blessings of the spirit led life here are five steps to you to help you to learn how to walk in the spirit how to walk in the spirit number 1 walk in the spirit by throwing off hindrances walk in the spirit the first step is throwing off hindrances how is it what the bible says about it Hebrews 12:1 says therefore since we are surrounded by the such a great cloud of wilderness let us throw off lay aside some version says this is from niv niv says very clearly throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us not only throwing off run 
with perseverance and raised mock out for us. So here we should understand the, the, the terms used, how beautiful it is. I like it. That's why I've chosen from NIV. It is not just keeping aside what is hindrances and move on. No. Throw off. So here, as I said, throw them off. If you have ever seen someone who has come to contact with a fire or ant or a beast, suppose if you are come across, I can say that ant bite or beast bite, no one is decide or take a time, a moment to decide what is it, what to do with it, whether we escape from that, throw it away or not. We never. Instantly, always, instantly, immediately we take our steps out or you are throw our, just uh, rush up our hands or wherever it is. We try to throw them off. And then we decide and think of where it is, how it is, what it is. We know even before knowing what it is, we throw them first, then we search for what it is. So in the same way, that much important it is and learn to throw away the hindrances. What are the hindrances? So as I said, we make a vigorous, and a determined effort to, to get those pests away from them because they know the damage and the pain that could be inflicted if it, you left for some time or you delayed. So don't sit around and wondering if you should stop sinning or cast the devil out of your life. Get rid of it. That's impossible. And you were not created to be a slave to sin or a bondage. So let us see what are, what is the hindrances, the fleshy natures. In short, in one word, we can say anything that is out of line with the word of God is an hindrance. That's why Satan is so determined to strap or to tie hindrances onto your spirit. And he wants to slow you down and keep you from reaching the blessings or reaching, come close, walk with God or to follow in Christ. Hindrances can include any of the following. As I said, there is a list of hindrances and there is impurity of our life, unholiness or unholy desires, greed, anger, wrath, bad feelings towards others, cursing, slander, and uh, foul mouth abuse, unshameful utterness, and adultery. Fronications, it is said in uh, Galatians 3, 5 to 6. The list is going on and on. But in the scripture, the portion what we have chosen today, Galatians 5, 16 to 23, here it is recorded. 19 to 21, Galatians. 
the act of the flesh are obvious there are 17 of them are listed here sexual immorality impurity and dispatchery idolatry and witchcraft hatred discord jealousy fits of rage selfish ambition dissensions factions and envy drunkenness is goes on so in this case you may say that none of the things are applicable to you some sometimes we we even may not be able to know the meaning of what it is but still we fall in one way or the other in any of the list which is listed here unholy desires greed anger bad feelings towards others and uh, some are there adultery or i uh, sorry idolatry is there and whatever is not of god if your heart is there for it that become an idol so we cannot say idolatry means it is not the statue or a foreign gods idolatry is something even greed of money and found of something so if the list is going on but the problem is how can you throw off entrances or overcome such thing one thing we do this by keeping our eyes on jesus hebrew 122 the same looking into jesus the author and finisher of our faith why looking unto jesus jesus is the one yeah 100% god and he is a human he came to this world he set a life he lived a life as a human and uh, has gone through all emotions the positive and the negative but he lived a life sinless never ever he sin and uh, he set an example for us so we are expected to look unto jesus who started a life and who ended his life and uh, it remains there for us to to get rid of the things that was slowing down and walk in the spirit that i can say that if you have a sin habit and in your life something you know is not pleasing to god now is the time to read your life of it as fast as possible you would get away from the as we are get away from the fire ants and the bees at the same time allow the holy spirit to correct and guide you as you walk towards walking in the spirit every day he will help you not only to separate yourself from the world but to desire the things of god more than anything else so if you are led by the spirit 
the as a, as a walk in the spirit we are expect there are hindrances surrounded by us on our daily basis we come across different people different situation that will lead us to fall into sin and that will continue that should not be continued that so that that will become an habit and it is a difficult for us to get rid of so in the beginning itself it is better to throw them looking unto jesus and as we follow yes that will help us to walk in the spirit secondly the walk in the spirit is by sowing to the spirit galatians 6:8 says who sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life so a man's harvest in life will depend entirely on what he sows this means if you want to walk in the spirit you can't sow your time to the world time is the one of the things now how much you just you know by our day to the life on daily basis how much time we spend for ourselves and how much time we spend for the our spiritual life for time in the lord or time to spend for god's word or prayer so how much your time to you send the spend that determines you have got to sow to the spirit to reap the harvest to be blessed and fulfill their life <clears throat> lacking nothing how do you sow the spirit with your time as i said many christians don't grow because they don't get the word into themselves if you don't give time to god or you are almost exposed to the world more and uh, your spirit will be ill to the world and the world will overcome so even some of the some are somewhere we read and as we are giving our tithe in our earnings in our finances how much if you out of 24 hours if you give one tenth of your time and that will be more than enough but do we are we able to spend that much time for your spiritual life for our physical secular world we spend more of some lot of times but majority is goes to the world but not to the spiritual things but the word gives us life we have to spend much time to our spiritual life to grow and to stay stable and to live close with god so your things to need to know in the nature but the, you should not take up all times give your spirit <clears throat> the opportunity to feed the word of god so here 
And you might say that, I don't have an hour. But the truth is, you will make time for anything if it is important enough. There is no shortcuts to good life. There is no shortcuts to keep yourself safe and sound for in the kingdom of God. When you sow, secondly, when you sow to the spirit, it will take you into a realm where you have never been before. In fact, when you get to the place where the truth of God is, word is so real and the spirit of God will rise up on the inside of you and you will do the things you never would have done before. So there are Christians, or and there is an example, as I, I, uh, once I read it, and there is a woman and who was traveling in a bus. And at one point during our trip, some men got into the bus and they started robbing people. One at a time, taking money, jewelry, and possessions. But when they got to this little woman, the power of God came upon her and she said, in the name of Jesus, take off hands of me. It just came out of her without her even thinking about it. Well, those men did not bother her. In fact, they got off the bus as fast as they could. She was and what, what does it mean? She was walking in the spirit that day. And that is the kind of power available to you and me when you walk in the spirit. So that we pray, no doubt about it. Before we going in and we pray, after we come in, sometimes we thank, sometimes we don't. But it is necessary for us to always remain in the spirit. When you sense the spirit of God is in you and you are led by the spirit, the spirit will lead you to pray before you go out. The, the same spirit will lead you to thank God when you return. This is the spiritual living. And this is the spiritual stand. Not for the name's sake. It, it should be within you, there should be a force letting you to do so. So that confirms you are walking in the spirit. So in the saying, that's why here the statement is, that day this woman was full of spirit. And the spirit led her and speak the word in the name of Jesus. Take your hands off me. That led them scary. It is not a weapon of any other physical or material weapons, but it is the word. Word has the power. The word of God is the sword. And they were scared, and they were scared, and immediately they ran away. It is a, it is a true story. And in, we should have that kind of power, that kind of leading and spirit. So the another way, uh, so in that case, so we are expected to fill and live by the Spirit. And we walk, here the title is 
walk in the spirit. The spiritual, or we, it is not when we come together as a prayer, as a worship, only at that time we could be able to sense. It is not when we are gathered together in our family prayer, we expect the spirit of God and we try to experience the spirit is there. No, it is not that and uh, only at the particular time and the particular way. No, we are filled by the spirit. The spirit of God is in us. He dwells in us. That's what the word of God confirms that. So it is our responsibility to acknowledge, to sense, and to use. And if you are sensed by the Spirit, and, uh, and you can sense the hindrances very easily, and how it comes, and how you chase them, and how you protect yourself. So it is all up to us, the individual. Not the pastor can impart, not the something can impart, you can buy. As we last time when we heard about the Simon, the sorcerer, he even though he was baptized and he has seen many things, at last he, did, he could not understood it or receive it properly and he was trying to buy from the apostles. So it is not buying from somebody else. We need not go behind some preachers. Those who are filled by the Spirit, they are anointed. He is anointed or she is anointed. No, you are anointed. The Spirit of God is in you. You should lead by the same Spirit. So the works of the flesh is another example. Works of the flesh is listed in Galatians 5, 19-21. At the same time, followed by 22 to 23 is recorded the, the fruit of the Spirit. So, those are always besides. And to hand, it is not very far. If you are free, if you want to free from or uh, uh, away from the fleshy nature or the hindrances of the verses from 19 to 21 immediately from 22 to 23 the fruit of the spirit is there we should have that in uh, let me read that 22 onwards but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self control against such there is no law. We should have that. The fruit of the Spirit. At least if you have the and the evident of you walk in Spirit is you will have the fruit of Spirit in you. Always I used to say no fruit is hidden. All the fruits, any plant, whether it is a small herb or a tree, the fruit are always exposed, always shown, always seen by everybody. So if you are having the fruit of the Spirit, that has to be seen. You cannot go and tell everybody, I have the fruit, I have the fruit of the Spirit. No, not necessary. 
Let the people, the world know you are a spiritual person. As simple as that. You are a spirit-filled person. By what? By the fruit they will be known. That's why the Lord also said that let the world know through your fruit. By your fruit. So by your testimony. Thirdly, walk in the spirit by presenting your body as a living sacrifice. Presenting your body as a living sacrifice. Romans 12, 22. It says that present your body, bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable survey. And further it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mind is the issue. And you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What else you need? Everything is here. You break the word and see that when you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is the reasonable service, and it goes on and it says that when you are do not conform to this world and be transformed to the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So this is the will of God. What is the will of God? We should walk in the spirit. That is the will of God. So at the first it sounds that like a big commitment. It is. But that's what Jesus did for us. He presented his body a living sacrifice. But what does that really mean to us? How do we present our body as a living sacrifice to God? Number one, lay aside the things of the world. As we begin with, lay aside the things of the world. That means being or willing to give up activities, friends, and habits that does not match or please God best in our life. Walking away from anything that is not pleasing to the Lord. As simple as that. Lay aside the things of the world with whatever is not pleasing God, you please lay or leave the place. Whatever is not matching. There are many things we may sing. Obey righteousness. Not the flesh. The reason people get so good to sin is because they practice it. For an example, a person does not become an alcoholic the first time when he take a drink. He had to practice it. He had to practice drinking until the flesh was trained to demand it. So to become like a good and obeying the Holy Spirit, we must practice it. What does it mean? It's as simple as that. If anyone drinks alcohol, and he is not, it doesn't mean that he is a drinker. 
he trained and trained and practiced it at a time he demands for it without that he cannot live you just overturn that to a spiritual if you are trained if you one time when you receive the spirit of god you will not be led by the spirit or continue to live in the spirit it has to be trained and you have to practice it filled by the spirit and obey to the righteousness of god so when you do so yes indeed it is possible to avoid and escape from the influences or a sinful desires of the flesh so always and, and uh, thirdling yeah this make a daily decision it is not once in for all it is not once in your life okay this is what this is the habit this is the sin and it is a fleshy nature and today i will do it and it will be for my life no it should be on a daily basis how is it you make a decision to put on the spirit each day the same way you would put on your coat all says roman 12 1b says present your bodies living sacrifice holy acceptable to god which is your reasonable services by speaking the following declaration first thing every morning that's why the paul says that through the body is the temple of god and god expects us to glorify him in every part of the body how many of us had that habit of confessing or dedicating every part of the body on daily basis and move on to the new day thanksgiving at the same time how many of us at the end of the day having the experience of checking and uh, going through the days and the hours what you spend in the world if any of the way in any way any part of the body is sin against god if this kind of self examination or commitment and examination keeps us from falling or keeps us sinless and pure and holy and this i started once but of course on daily basis this honestly before you as i was in the, the, the it is it was my habit of doing it but now i don't do honestly i tell that but at the same time i examine overall not by part by part i examine whatever i spoke in the day whoever i met even any telephone conversation i present to god and say sorry for it and ask for forgiveness so that it keeps me going and keep my hold on my peace in the lord so the joy of is my strength means so the as most often i used to tell that the acid test of a christian a believer i mean is he should live in peace and we bless the people with peace and we desire to have peace really how many of us experiencing on a daily basis the peace of god prevail prevailing in our life it is possible only when we walk in the spirit on daily basis
So we have to present our bodies to a living sacrifice. And we examine every day. If you have done anything in my mouth, in my words, if I heard anything through my ears, in a Sunday school there was a song, and sometimes I used to sing, how to surrender our eyes, our mouth, our lips, and our, and our hands, the legs, the heart, and they are all belongs to God. They are all dedicated by God. When the Spirit of God dwells in us, the Spirit of God will take control. When you are a spirit-filled person, the Spirit will monitor us, warns us, and it prevents us. Keep us as a holy and pure before God. And here, as we obey the Holy Spirit leading first, the other things in our life will be straightened out. So, that is one of the things we should know. Fourthly, walk in the Spirit by praying in Spirit daily. Romans chapter 8 verse 28. Romans chapter 8 verse 26. Sorry. For we do not know what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it worthily. As we have, but the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. What it means? I do not know. How many of you experienced that? And some people have that, uh, never had that experience. But we, we know the word. We know the word. We claim the word. We pray and saying that, Spirit of God, you take control. And you lead on our behalf. All of us we know. The Spirit of God intercedes for us. How is it? Practical. How do you know? How do you prove it? It is possible when you are groaning, when you are full of distress, agony, and you wanted to pray, the Spirit of God is letting you to pray. But you started a word and a prayer as usual. But the rest of the time, there is no words. But you are fully in agony in the sense you are full of grievances. And you are with the tears. And the words are not coming. Sometimes you started with. And the Spirit of God takes control over you immediately. You switch on to speaking in tongues. And when you speak in tongues. And you are uttering to God. The Spirit is uttering to God on your behalf. You do not know what it is. But God knows it. What is in your heart? What you are going to pray for? What you are praying for? What you want to tell him? So, I, I, it cannot be explained. This has to be experienced. Those who are going through that experience uh, only know what it means. Some people used to say, so immediately, okay, all of you, you speak in tongues. 
You speak in tongues. I don't understand. There is a small doubt in that personally. That is my personal. How come it is? So it is not. In my experience, it's not. Immediately speaking tongue means I should know what I pray. And the sense, what, what, is the, what is the condition of it? Maybe others do not know. But I know in my spirit, what I wanted to explain or express to God. And others may not. But at the same time, I, we come across the experience and if someone speak in tongues, someone can understand it, that is a gift of God. So here the point is, walk in the spirit is by praying in spirit. The most powerful way to begin walking in the spirit is to start praying in the spirit. It is the gateway to living life above what you have ever known. Praying in the spirit accomplishes much all at once. Just few things I mentioned it to you over here. And it changes the and strengthens your spirit. When you speak in spirit or praying in spirit, it will charges and strengthens your spirit. Secondly, it enables you to overcome weaknesses of the flesh and any bad habits. When you speak, when you are filled with the Spirit, it enables you to overcome the weaknesses of the flesh. Yes, sometimes you may be very sick. You may not be able to speak, but you wanted to pray. You are led by the Spirit and you wanted to do, you start with, Rest of the thing, the spirit who is in you will take care of to lead you to, to complete your prayer what you want to pray. And that gives you a strength. I had all a personal experience. It's not a time to share all those things. And thirdly, it makes it easier to receive from God and keep what you have received. It makes it easier to receive from God. And it strengthens your ability to resist the devil. That is a, one of the secret of resisting or even fight with the devil. Speaking in tongues. Filled by this. That is the evidence. So in the, in the Acts of Apostles we come across many places. When they... When the Spirit of God came upon them, it was seen by multitude. Starting from Acts chapter 2. At 120 people. It was seen by everybody. How it is seen? What is the evidence? There is no other evidence greater than speaking in tongues. That is the power of God and the manifestation of God. But at the same time, it is the gift. We should desire to receive that gift to help us to grow, to lead, to live, to work in the spirit and as we grow. And it causes your inner man to rise up and adversity. And it reveals things to your spirit 
you could never know by your own ability so it is going on many things are there but i don't go for it and now because of the time i have to come down and acts 515 indicates peter's shadow had the ability to heal the people acts 515 what it says so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on the beds and couches that at least the shadow of peter passing by might fall on some of them see that is the one of the things and they evident when he walked on the street people brought them all the sick even the evil spirits they brought them at least the shadow of peter if it fall on them they get healed that is the evident they are live by spirit they are even physically physically they are walking on the street the spirit of god is in them that is the evident that is the evident okay we will move on to the last walk in the spirit by obeying the prompting of the holy spirit how it is obeying the prompting of the holy spirit john 10:4 says the sheep follow him for they know his voice as passage exalted from this uh, chapter 10 yes it is about the sheep and the shepherd the relationship the sheep follow him for they know his voice what is expected we should be learn train to first of all hear the voice of god unless you hear the voice of god you cannot follow you cannot follow so the holy spirit is always speaking to you whatever you are it is not the time of your prayer he is always speaking to you even you are sitting if i am sitting it will be speaking to you and if what is in your mind i should know so in that case it is a conversation when you are going to our prayer here the holy spirit always speaking to you there is an answer to every problem you are facing today whether financial health family related the worst problem may be you know you know maybe in your health or your family or your finances and it is only the word to the lord away from the complete turn around is you listen to god there is no problem unknown to god there is no prayer unanswered and and there is no problem it was not mean you know, unknown to him means there is a solution for every problem even the world believes it there is a there is a, every problem there is a solution when the world believes it as a christian how much more we should believe there is nothing unknown to god if it has happened to a believer and everything whether we think good or bad and we may ask many questions why how all this thing but it is known to god allowed by god but we should able to recognize and accept by your spirit when you are at your ears are attentive to the voice of the spirit the prompting of the spirit 
how far you do want to go in your walk with god sometimes i am rushing sometimes or many times people will say i will go as a as a as a i commit their life for the as a missionary or a full time and they will wait for but they don't follow so many commitment will make but you think of it every year commitment after commitment how many of them we have followed so far we are a failure there so everything god tells you is to is important so turn to the spirit of the lord in all things even when he is telling you something that seems to small or something you don't want to hear confess this every every day i hear the voice of god good shepherd and the strangers was i will not follow there are many voices in this world every turn every every side view you turn whether you are left or right there is voices but let us not hear the voice of the world let us tune our voice to hear only the voice of god and uh, when you obey the prompting of the holy spirit you will be in the right place in your right time doing the right thing with the right people and you will have success and victory in everything you do once again i read it for you when you obey the prompting of the holy spirit you will be in a right place at the right time doing the right thing with the right people and you will have success and victory in everything you do one classic example in the bible we know is enoch and genesis 5:21 to 24 if we go through it it says that to do these things to walk in the holy spirit bible says enoch walk with god when he keep on walking one day enoch kept walking he walk right into heaven one more promise is there in isaiah 30 verse 21 isaiah 30 verse 21 your ears shall hear the word behind you your ears shall hear the word behind you saying this is the way walk in it whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left hand here is the word behind you this is the way walk in it this is the way walk in it i come to close this in the same portion and uh, galatians 5 16 onwards the last portion i will read it for you 24 and 25 and let me read it from niv those who belongs to christ jesus have crucified the flesh with the passions and desires those who belongs to christ jesus have crucified the flesh with the passions and desires we are the people those who belong 
Who is that who? That is we. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. So, let God bless these words and helps us to walk in the Spirit. There are different terminal three things mentioned here. Walk in the Spirit. If you are led by the Spirit and you will live in the Spirit. Let God help us not only just walk in the Spirit on daily basis. When we are live in the Spirit, we will be far from all the fleshy desires. We know, let us understand always our flesh fight against the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God who is in us, always reminding us, cautioning us to help us to live a holy life. Let us start giving away, throwing away, examine ourselves, repent, throwing away the lustful desires and look forward, looking unto Jesus and move forward to live or walk the spiritual life. And the five point, what I said was throwing off the hindrances, sowing to the spirit, presenting your body as a living sacrifice, praying in the spirit daily, obeying the prompting of the Holy Spirit. God will help us. Thank you. God bless you.